0: And we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Steady Compass. I'm joined here by a brand new guest that I met some time ago. I thought he was a phenomenal individual. And as I've gotten to know him more, it's been a magnificent relationship so far. He is literally a fountain of knowledge, of insight, and just an incredibly kind person. I'm joined here by Isaac Cabrera. You may know him from his work from Team Gary V as a platform lead the founder and operator of the Hungry Donut Heads NFT project, or even the magic that he produces as a digital creator. Ladies and gentlemen, we are sitting with one of the best in the business. Isaac, welcome to the show.
1: I truly appreciate it, Christian. Like Those words are very humbling, and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Man, as soon as I got this show going, I comprised a list of almost like 150 people that I wanted on the show, and... I think you were, like, easily in the first five. Like, the first five that just, like, popped into my head because, to be honest, I figured you might say yes. So I appreciate you saying yes, because here we are, right? But two, more importantly, because I think you have a really unique story to tell, and uh, I feel like a lot of people may gain from it, meaning they they might find something that they resonate with, they might be able to learn from it, and that's kind of the whole premise here of the Steady Compass is just to show people we're all human, and we're all trying to figure it out together. So again, man, a tremendous, tremendous thank you for being here. I kind of want to get right into it and start with some of the heavy hitting questions. A lot of people in this digital age feel a need to constantly be on social media and be presenting themselves in a particular format or way so that we can kind of get validation, approval, all of these things. I'm curious to hear from your perspective, someone who spends a ton of time researching, studying, understanding content. How is it that we can get away from this notion of needing validation or approval and instead letting it be the art that it is? I'm making content because I think I'm good at this or I just like to do it. How do we get closer to that?
1: It's a great question. And it's a question that, or it's like a, just a general theme that I've, I've thought over and not only thought, but like spoken to with several other people around like mental health and social media and how that's related how that's possibly related which i definitely think it is to the point of like i I sat down one day and spoke with one of my cousins and i told him hey i sometimes i just want to create a tiktok and and like i try to just step back from that statement and it's it's more of just looking at at the statement as create a tiktok like we're in a world now that that's a thing you know people know it as hey i'm going to create a tiktok and it's it's, it's just, there's so many, there's so many things that you, that come to mind when you want to create. And it's like, it's more than just a TikTok, I think it's, if, if you want to share a message or a story, that's what's more important. It's like wanting, it's yearning to share a story. Fortunately, right now we have the technology that's allowing us to do that at scale. But I do think that a lot of people who look at this technology or look at these platforms may get stuck in the flow of it and wanting that validation that you mentioned more than wanting to share that story, wanting to get that point across, wanting to connect with people. We shouldn't necessarily think too much about wanting to create that piece of content and just doing it consistently. We should first take a step back and think about, what do we want to do in general with the platforms that we have? What kind of message do we want to share? There's more purpose to creating content than to get that validation out there. It, I believe there should be more. And I think it, it takes that, that look deeper inside you, that time or effort. And it could come in different ways, right? Like recently, I, I've been contemplating about therapists. I've never gone to therapy and i think that's a real important thing like mental health and mental health awareness and this might be a tangent but i recently started watching jonah hill's documentary about his therapist oh nice yeah that was just like one step into that realm and i think it's really important just to to consider just to understand that that's an option that could potentially help you with your mental health and i think that's where The validation comes from like wanting that validation is really not understanding yourself or necessarily why you're doing the things you're doing because we all get into the day-to-day the grind and we're just doing ideally we're doing and we're thinking and we're like
0: being present
1: yeah exactly being present
0: you you dropped quite a few gems there that i kind of want to pick apart real quick have you heard this quote it's uh, if you're doing it for the applause you got to be able to handle the booze If the whole reason that you are making something is because you are looking for the approval or the go ahead of somebody else, you will probably overvalue them not liking it, which then goes even deeper to the notion of mental health, where now it's your insecurities playing out on you and you become your own biggest enemy to some extent, namely because, oh my God, I made something and no one liked it. Well... Imagine how much more powerful it would be is like, Hey, I made this because I liked it a bit more intrinsic to the things that we care about or the things that we value. Another thing I wanted to get, or maybe dive a little deeper into you mentioned mental health and I agree with you. I don't think enough people talk about it or asking themselves questions. I think there's too much of a taboo. Like, and even now in maybe the last six to eight months, I've noticed it kind of like becoming more of a conversation. You know, people are willing to talk about things more, but I don't know that there's a time in which it'll be enough, but what I do encourage people to consider is very aligned with what you were saying is that taking care of your mental health is like exercise for the brain. And it's just, it helps you get closer to understanding yourself. And I think that the only way to really tackle insecurities is by first having a great sense of self-awareness and that comes through mastery of self and mastery of self means. Looking at the insecurity, the hard conversations, the hard things that might agitate you about yourself, or you might, to some extent, maybe not like about yourself, and looking at it dead in the face and saying, "You have no control over me." It's difficult. That is a difficult thing. I think therapists help you do that. Absolutely, they're like I, your I, gym partner.
1: I think, I think so. I've never gone to them, but from what you're saying, it sounds exactly how it how it. I was watching. Jonah Hill's documentary. It's exactly that. I don't want to cut you off. You're-
0: no, 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 man. You, I. To be honest, I had no idea he made this documentary. I know. I take that back. I know he made a documentary. Yeah. I did not know it was about mental health, but I really like Jonah Hill, and I think he's a very sharp guy. I'm curious to to check that out. So you you gave yeah. me something to look up.
1: It, it started like apparently like the way that this therapist does it is he. It starts off with you and like really understanding that like physical body working out right that really helps not only to 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 feel great but to look great but to like mentally you're I don't know if you if you're you work out at all I think you
0: do you can't tell bro come on yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like understanding that and then there was like different levels to it right there's and then there's this thing called the shadow and I won't I won't ruin it too much but the shadow is literally the thing you don't like about yourself that we always have, right? And it's realizing that and actually acknowledging that you have it, like that is it. And like to your point, it's like if if you're not aware of it, you're not self-aware of what you don't like about yourself. And like, I'm really curious even more now about therapy.
0: It's brilliant because there's the element in much of human history about the the elements of light and dark in that, right, yin and yang, that everything has its equal and opposite role in this world we're all we're all good there's also evil with the things that we love ourselves for there are also things that we don't like ourselves for and going back to like the 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 term of mastery of self it's looking at all of those things of all of the things that encompass who we are and saying ah yes this is who i am for better or worse this is who i am but now that i've accepted myself i could reach levels never thought before or something of that sort at least and yeah man again i have also not gone to therapy I've always wanted to, though. I've always wanted to at least check it out and try it. Just, I'm curious. I'm an Aquarius. So, for those of you out there who are also into the, the Zodiac world, the long, long form of, of history, I don't care too much your personal opinions about it. If you're going to judge me, freaking weirdo. But anyway, the one of the things about an Aquarius is that they think a lot. And sometimes I find myself thinking about myself thinking. Which is... I've always wanted to bring that to a therapist and be like, why is it that I analyze my thoughts, which are basically an analyzation of what's happening in front of me? If, if, if not, if not an analyzation of how you feel internally, whatever, right? Cause your thoughts could be a ton of stuff, but mm. I think about why I think. And you know, like I, I, that it's, it's that kind of question I want to bring to a therapist. Enlighten me, share with me something I don't know about myself. Cause I would be very intrigued in picking it up. The last thing I'll say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot. I think the shadow is from Carl Jung or from Kavinsky, Kavinsky, something of that sort. It's one of those philosophers. I, I have, I'm aware of it, but I, I am not well studied on here. Well versed, but yes, like you are dude. That is insanely intriguing. I appreciate you bringing that up. I'm definitely going to have to look further into there.
1: Absolutely. I have to finish it. I haven't finished it. so. I'm gonna, finish
0: well. well, that's a must. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you're finding that here on the steady compass, all sorts of magic and, and things that you can learn about and make you a better you Isaac speaking of being a better you over the last year, I've seen you catapult in my eyes, and maybe it doesn't look like that to you because you, as you mentioned earlier, it's the day in day out grind. You get in the flow, you get in the motions. And sometimes it's, it becomes hard to just like look up and be like, Oh shit. Look at look where I made it to. So as someone that I recall when we first met in the streets of New York, who was outside where I think you were like either interning or just starting to work for team Gary V to now a total platform lead over just two years. First of all, kudos to you, brother. You deserve it. And many, many things more. What what was it? Is there a moment in which you felt yourself level up or has it just been a culmination of small wins?
1: That's a great question. And just yesterday I was in the office thinking like, Really like just taking it in. I have D Rock over here to my right. I have Sid, SVP of the team. I got Gary right behind me. I got his whole team surrounding me. And I and all I could think of, I was like, in that very moment, it, it, like I haven't thought of this specific thing, but this is, this is my moment right now to fucking show, or at least fucking try my best times a hundred. To fucking you know just like do something you know I'm, I'm given this opportunity i would i would like there's so many at first obviously i felt like an intruder like i i like how the fuck did i get here like what's the word
0: <laughs> imposter syndrome
1: Imposter syndrome. that's stupid word like after a while like like i even acknowledge it with with certain managers of mine and i was i would tell them i'd be like i feel like this imposter syndrome but like i'm here already like i shouldn't be and then it honestly like after a full year because now it's been a year i've learned so much i've gathered so much insight that like i can only imagine what 2023 is going to be and like how much more how much more insight i'll get and how how i'll act like the difference between the execution of what i did this year and what i'm going to do in 2023 so There's been a bunch of wins, a bunch of losses. There's been it's ebbs, it ebbs and flows. I would say, I, I'm not done. It's it's, I'm not at the finish line, and it's it's not even, it's not even like halfway there, man.
0: I love that. (laughs) There's
1: so much. There's so much to do.
0: You have no clue how exciting that. That makes me feel how excited. That makes me feel. For those of you who are listening on the audio format, we do encourage you to check out the video format on YouTube at Quest the Steady Compass. You could see my smile from ear to ear. Isaac, dude, like that is in. So here, and you know what's crazy about what you just said is that you only said 2023. I'm over here imagining you in 2033, in 2050. Let's gather the room here real quick. You. Have leveled up over the last year it's been a lot of wins a lot of losses and i I think i attribute a lot of those things for many people as the reps you're putting in the reps you're doing the work you're going to the gym every day the gym whether that's the office whether that's literally a gym whether that's speaking with your friends your family you're taking care of the things that are a priority to you and you're getting better at it because you do it more frequently where like what are you training for if there's something that you can be you can point to and say, man, that's the next thing. That's the next thing off the list. What is it? And how far off the mark do you think you are from it?
1: It's a great question. I was asked this the other day too by, by just a, a, a new buddy of mine. I want to help people grow, but more specifically, I have little niches within like people, right? Because there's so many, there's 7.8 billion people in the world. And I... I don't know if I could help them all, but I I do enjoy helping artists, whether they're musicians, different types of mediums out there, right? Digital art is one of my favorite arts. I would consider video editing a digital art that in itself, like editors are artists. Not only that, but I, I imagine helping launch a prestigious clothing brand. What whatever, like I don't have a clothing brand right now. I've helped clothing brands before. I've helped launch lines essentially, but it's nothing of my own, right? And not only that, but like, so artists, clothing line, I have my NFT project, which actually I'd love to go into that and like where that's going or where my mind's going and like who's helping me with that as well. Because I come to the realization that one, I haven't been consistent with creating digital donuts. And I think that's because I'm just not as passionate as I thought I was at the beginning, which is fine because I'm just just a, a, an insight as well. I'm, a, or some more context. I'm a very curious individual. I like trying everything. I've tried trading, I've tried working in hospitality, which led me to working at Gary B, which we, we don't have to go into that. But like, I just try a lot of things. And yeah, I haven't been as consistent as I wanted to be for this NFT project, but that doesn't mean I'm going to give up. It just means I need to pivot to something that I am interested in continuing.
0: Key insight there. A very good friend of mine. It was actually my last guest on the show. You guys should check it out on the first episode, Spacey Baby's Compass. One of the things that she mentioned is that consistency matters. And even more so, what you don't like also matters and coming in tune with the things that you are not as passionate about is a really, really good indicator of the things that you would be passionate about. So what I applaud you for is that you recognize that you are not as passionate about it now as you were when you started. That It takes humility to come to terms with that yourself, right? And then even more to come out on a podcast and say it out loud. So I applaud you for that. Now you say it's time to pivot and you also got a little bit excited when we talked about the donut heads. So what, I mean, tell me something, bro. You got me, you know, salivating a little bit over here. All
1: right. So I've, I've literally been diving deep into AI and like, obviously at first, I don't know, not obviously, but at first I had my concerns about it. I really didn't think it was that valuable.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. To be truthful. Yeah. Like, I was stubborn, blinded. I don't know what it was, but I remember talking to my my buddy and he told me about it. He was like, Hey, there's this, there's this, what is it called? Mid journey.
0: Mid journey, yeah. I love mid journey.
1: He he told me about it a while ago. I was like, Oh, that's really cool, you know. But I want to make I want to do the fucking donuts. I don't want nobody to do it for me. I want to learn how to learn how to do digital donuts. I learned how to do a digital donut, and now that didn't really incite me as much as I thought it would.
0: Quick question um, before you continue. Why did you want to do the digital donuts? Is, was it just to learn or going back to our initial start of the conversation? Did you think you would get some additional merit for being the one that did it themselves? I'm j- I like, just random question. I'm curious.
1: So I was giving you more context. I just started at Vayner Media. I was a creator. I was really into creating different pieces of content for brands and the VaynerMedia has a great structure where they train their new hires in a format where it's very educational. They have other team members within within the team, just breaking down different pieces, different types of ways to create content. And one of them was like a seminar on how to create a donut. And I was like, oh, this is super dope. I was following Beeple. Obviously, we all know who Beeple is. And I was, I was like, I would love to create Stuff like that. And I was really into... I just bought my iPad, too. I was really into, like, drawing. I was, like, really getting into that. And I was like, all right, let me just create this donut because... Well, one, because it was a homework assignment for us. And then I was like, damn, this looks dope. This looks so realistic. Let me see if I can create more. And then I was already learning about NFTs. Or, yeah, I was already into NFTs, buying NFTs. And then those two just mixed. They just came together. and I was like, why don't I just launch my own NFT project, you know, inspired by people, inspired by Vayner, inspired by what I was currently doing. And I just did it. And it literally took me four, five, six hours, one weekend. And I did my first donut and I did my second. I did like 10 different donuts in the span of like three months, just like on the weekends. And yeah, I just did it because... I was interested in learning how to do it. It was simply out of curiosity and that, that was pretty much it. It was just.
0: <laughs> As you had brilliantly mentioned at the beginning, you are a curious person and you wanted to get the experience under your belt. Again, I was not trying to make any assumptions by any means. I was just wondering if a part of that, because it is the human condition, right? To kind of think about others a little bit more than sometimes we tend to think about ourselves. So, but well, I'm glad that you, oh, go ahead.
1: Well, I, like so if you if you want me to go a little bit deeper into the like the meaning of why a donut i could definitely go into that and like what like my thought process was when i launched the nft project i think i think what really encouraged me more to to stick to donuts was because it was an nft project and that made me think of how do i provide value to these stakeholders that would potentially be
0: holders yeah holder, right i see
1: and that was, you know, how, how do I integrate what I learned, what I know in general to people who are interested in supporting me? Because that's how kind of how I see it, right? You buy an NFT to help either support the artist or just because you like the art or because there may be some utility that you think is beneficial for you or for somebody else.
0: You want to kind of participate in their ecosystem, so to speak, the ecosystem of that individual.
1: Exactly. And and. That 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 was one reason, you know. I I set like what do they call it a a journey, not a journey, but like a business plan. I call it a business plan, but it yeah, ends. that's fair. A
0: roadmap. A roadmap. a roadmap. a roadmap is what. Have you, white yeah.
1: Papers. Like I don't think they call it white papers anymore. It's it's changed. It's developed.
0: White papers is normally for software. Like okay. you know, it's it's a it's okay. a describe. Hey, like it's it literally the docs the docs of a software project a lot of people are using it just like and they're using it correctly to some extent but like the nft project term was roadmap was definitely roadmaps so So yeah go ahead sorry
1: no i was just gonna say the roadmap i like i developed in a sense was like a distribution of the funds in a specific type of way but like referring to the donuts donuts was just like a little cold word i had when i was little when i was younger in like i don't know high school when we used to like smoke weed no
0: so fucking funny you say that, bro. <laughs> like, okay, I'm coming out on, on the podcast and saying it. Donuts was also my code word between no my dealer and I. Yeah. That and wild. Because I was always scared that my parents would, like, look through my phone so I would ask, like, hey, you guys got any donuts? Like, not you guys, but, like, to my my dealer. And yeah. at that time, I used to even be like, yeah, bro, if you have anything with, like, extra frosty kind of tops, I would also be very good. <laughs> that is awesome. I had no idea that there was that backstory. And I got to tell you, like, it resonates with me because it was the same shit, bro. Donuts. Well,
1: yeah, like, it's – so so it was an opportunity for me to, like, tell a story around that. But more importantly, like – Smoking marijuana really caused a lot of issues in my life, not gonna lie. Like one with parents, I come from like a Hispanic culture, and I don't know if I just wanted the to say lettuce, it, but my mom did not like it. Yeah. I found out that I did. And it was never really an open conversation. I would say now it's a lot more open. Like I I have several conversations with her, but it's it's an opportunity to I, I wanted to share. To an opportunity to share that story to ideally or hopefully connect with somebody else that also is going through that, you know, that can't talk about smoking marijuana with their parents because they're scared of what they think of them or what they'll tell them or how they'll react or what would happen next. I think if we're if we're open-minded to a certain extent, I don't, if we're just open-minded. I think it'll really help us just be more open. Open communication leads to a healthier relationship, I believe. And we only have one life. You, you don't want to like get upset over something that could be easily talked over. Like you That's could right. just have a, a civil conversation about something. And this is going to the parents too. Like, if you have a civil conversation with your kids about this topic, I think it's more likely than not that they'll understand it and not do it. Because it was shed with a positive light. You right. shed it with like a negative light, it's it's like, they're just going to be battle, battle, and they're just not going to listen because it's well, it, more of a battle.
0: It's even more like when my parents told me not to do it, so now I feel like I'm wondering why, why shouldn't I do it, you know? And I agree with you. I, I had that same exact frustration also coming from a Hispanic household where my parents have their mind made up about what marijuana is, how terrible it is, it's all hippie propaganda people that smoke it have no no business moving ahead of their life. like i'm not here to try and speak ill of my parents my parents are very wonderful people i just think they came from a generation where they were consistently bombarded with actual propaganda about a drug war and were indoctrinated to believe that this is the worst thing that could exist that if your kids do it they will be disobedient they will run away from you they will hate you and like, that, that's it. That, that's the sole cause. Not the fact that they can't talk to you. Not the fact that, you know, you don't have a healthy relationship. Not the fact that you don't talk about your feelings. None of that. That's not the reason why they ran away. The reason they ran away is because they decided to smoke weed and, and they kept it a secret from you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to get back to our initial conversation. You were mentioning how you started discovering other avenues, one of which was AI. A buddy of yours told you about MidJourney and you know at first you kind of took it like so-so but w- w- what happened what, there was a change clearly
1: yeah absolutely so i've been diving into a lot of different texts from while I was on te- while I'm on team Gary V one being like this copy ai where pretty much you just drop some like a transcript and it develops copy and to give you more context my I grew up with obviously in a hispanic home so i i don't think my english or spanish is 100% but that i think that's just up to my fault but I, I don't want to blame the fact that I would speak English to my mom and she would respond in Spanish. And then I would go to school and Hialeah, And I don't know if you know, Hialeah, but
0: dude, yeah, I'm Cuban. Of that. course. Like-, <laughs> like,
1: so it's like, I'm speaking English and, but everybody's speaking to me in Spanish. So I'm like, like, I, I just feel like that has something to do with it. I have no scientific proof that that's true or not, but just me in words. Don't, really tango i guess you could say so it's like the this ai or this just yeah just ai has helped me significantly and so i started with like one one ai that pretty much creates different copy or social media copy for for with just this transcript and that gave me even more of a leverage or of like like a slight of edge for me at least i thought to develop even better copy in a sense for for my team Nice. Um, then I stumbled upon OpenAI and I was just, I was really, oh, okay, okay. OpenAI was a, right a little bit before, during like the Hungry Donut Heads back in 2021. 20, I stumbled upon OpenAI because I was working for a client who they're, I was creating TikToks for them mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and they're, they're really focused on tech, crypto and, open ai was was really popular in tiktok and i made a tiktok about it but before i do the tiktok obviously i have to research i found it really interesting so that kind of like opened my my eyes and this
0: is dolly you're saying open ai as in dolly the exactly. the image generator yes
1: exactly exactly. dolly so open i owns dolly and they. yeah that's right
0: it, own- gpt3 is their algorithm model i think it's called
1: Oh, okay okay so yeah I, i'm still learning but so the so that and then the the transcription of with the ai and then chat gpt i Beautiful. recently yeah i recently started doing that it's been like two weeks that i've been using it know i'm not lying every single day for the last two weeks you could even p- pull up my like tweet that i just tweeted earlier today and that's opened my eyes so much i've
0: let's talk about it i think it's literally the next revolution of augmenting an experience i can get into detail here just for our audience when i worked at ibm one of the things that we learned is ai is not designed to replace things ai is designed to augment it's supposed to look at what you do on a regular basis and think about how you can improve it or automate particular tasks so that you can do the human stuff better So chat GPT, what I think is the most, one of the the greatest contributions in technology in the last, but we thought NFTs, I mean, it is NFTs are also a very big deal, but what I I was blown away when I walked up to it and I asked it to make a piece of code, code. Okay. And I said, I would like for you to iterate through three arrays and print the results of each element in each array and it wrote for me a piece of code like i mean not not, nothing crazy right it's just looping it's a loop function but there's no time that i have to spend to get started and i think that that's a very big deal and it extends to anything ladies and gentlemen if you haven't already check out chat gpt it is probably going to be your new favorite toy but isaac what have been your discoveries like you said you've been playing with it every day for the last two weeks what are some yeah. of your favorite things that you've asked it, and how amazing is it to? You?
1: I'll tell you right now. First, I want to start off with clip this moment, make it a TikTok. This will be a great TikTok for you. Number two, recently, just like right before I got on the call, I I asked Chat GPT. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like the name. I hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, can. that's right. Chat GPT. I don't like the name though. I don't. I'm just saying. What's so, big- but I, I I literally just asked it to propose a hedging trading. Propose a hedging trading algorithm. For a foreign currency, and create a model in Python, and that's that's the first one. I, I I'm just familiar with a hedging strategy because I'm familiar with different algorithms that that currently do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what if I just recreate it and I have my own trading algorithm and not pay somebody else and kind of just use that and kind of learn from there. And it literally that that it did it. it. It's it's like here's a simple hedging strategy, boom, 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 and then here's a simple model in Python and it provides the code. That's more of like my own like selfishness. Now, something that that helped me in my day to day, you know, I'm I'm watching so much content, Gary content, trying to produce moments to provide everybody who watches and follows Gary value, as much value as we can. And to create, and, and what I used it to do was I pulled the transcript of a video I put I put it there and I prompted it to pretty much give me different bullet points of of this of this transcript and then also provide different essentially different titles or headlines with call to actions and it, it just generated a bunch faster than I could have done it so it like I I knew what I wanted which essentially you have to understand of what you what you're looking for in a sense right or at least
0: you have to know what to ask.
1: Yeah, you prompting is the is key, and that's where I wanted. Where since I know you're you're like you're you're in that world, or you were in that world, and you're probably still in that world. I definitely have to pick your brain a little bit more about it on like proper ways to to prompt this AI. But yeah, I would say that developing an algorithm and being able to work a lot faster and provide more value to the team and to anybody who who sees it, like who sees who sees the content that we pull or we use through chat. GPT, but um, yeah, those two things I would say are my so far my my favorites. Just because if if I'm more efficient at work, I think it's not only going to help me, but it's going to help the whole team. You know what I mean? And what
0: and what I absolutely know what you mean. And what's even crazier is it's not just about one person or a team. It's the fact that anybody who has access to the internet can sign up in one minute and start using this AI. To help them do things they may not have thought possible. So I've always, I've always challenged just coming from the developer background. One of the things I've always been challenged with is setting up the environment. Any engineer in the world will tell you that setting up things like Kubernetes or Docker containers or anything. It would take forever, six hours, even in one business day gone. And I see this as if you know what to ask the computer for it will do it for you and you can move on at a speed never seen before with the human element people are scared the people that think that ai is going to take their job or replace their job it will replace your job if you think it's going to affect you it will affect you the people that are fascinated by it that are like oh my god this is just unlock the door of the things that i can do they're going to be I mean, probably blown away in just the first five minutes of them using it. I look at it as how it could help content creators and uh, particularly people that maybe do a lot of blog posts. So maybe you have an idea for a topic. And rather than spending three hours trying to get a first draft, you could literally feed it to chat GPT and say, yo, so I want to write an article on Jet Set Radio. Can you please provide five context points on the characters, the music, the art style the controller layout and the overall theme of the game yeah. and in, in two minutes boom you have a first draft the human touch is still important right like you still gotta be able to get up in there and do like that that part's never going away but the ai has just and I, use this word man use this word has augmented your work it has augmented how you produce and the magic you make so what's Bro, I love the fuck out of you because I had it in my mental notes to ask you about Chat GPT, and I love that you like naturally brought it up. This is the universe in action, ladies and gentlemen. That that is yeah. just absolutely fantastic,
1: dude. So with with that, with like being there, being really into it within the last two weeks, I I'm. Like thinking it's the end of the year. It's like everything's slowing down a little bit more. Everybody's going to go on vacation, right? Mm-hmm. My mind's still running like on how I can take, not take advantage, but how I can use this AI mid-journey with GPT together to continue the Hungry Donut Heads NFT project. I'm working with a buddy of mine named Jason Isaacs and we're we're developing different different ideas on how we want to pers- continue with it but you know just just a quick idea it's like you know obviously generating donuts digital donuts off of unique prompts that we come up with off mm-hmm. of brainstorm sessions and not just you know like it takes it takes i think it takes some time and creativity to come up with these prompts yeah i know there's a lot of backlash on like like how how the algorithm or how I, I guess maybe mid journey, maybe using other people's like
0: style, style. or and yeah, I, and I,
1: I get that a lot, so I'm curious to see how that evolves. But I don't want to be scared of that, you know what I mean? Like,
0: you shouldn't be, you're right for not wanting to be scared of it. I um, implore more people to welcome it because it's coming very fast, it's here. I shouldn't even say it's coming, it's here, it's been here. It's not even at the front door. It's not knocking. It's in the house. Like now it's, what are you going to do with it? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I will also, by the way, say, cause you mentioned about a quick idea. There's no wrong idea. That's the other beautiful part is in the world of infinite possibilities of infinite universes and infinite Isaacs, anything that you can imagine is maybe an idea worth pursuing. I mean, assuming you're that interested in it, right? So yeah, man, I'm cheering you on. I haven't seen a lot of people integrate AI into their workflow like that. And the standout creators are the people that do, that will. For example, like I I also think AI is giving reins to people who think they're creative, but maybe don't have the skill sets to express that creativity. You know, art is nothing more than a a form of self-expression. And if I could think it, And then I use this AI to help me generate it. Does it really take away from my artistry? Because the fact is, the AI never would have produced it had it not been for me thinking about it. A computer will never be able to copy that. The human element. Never. That's what makes you unique. That's what makes Isaac unique. That's what makes me unique. Is that you are one of one. And anything that you think of is not the exact same thing that somebody else has thought of. So get out there and make some magic happen. Right, Isaac?
1: absolutely like just just at least try it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if you didn't if you don't like it after you try it then don't ever try it again it's at least you tried it you know you yeah but for you you won't regret it if in 10 years this shit blows up which i believe it will because even you, less you, yeah oh yeah of course but if you do at least try it look for it, look into it you won't I, I think you won't regret it in like five years five ten years you know what i mean
0: Absolutely. So Isaac, we're running up a little bit on time here. I want to ask a few more questions. I
1: have plenty of time.
0: Cool. All right. Well, explain to me how important it is to fail.
1: Huh? Okay.
0: I know that's a heavy question, but in the eyes of Isaac, Mr. Eyes on Me, how have your failures brought you here?
1: If I never failed, I would have never learned to want to continue or try to do it again in a different way. If you don't fail, you won't succeed at all. And I've failed in a lot of things, but I think those failures, if it didn't teach me initially, it eventually taught me something, right? You're able to just go back and think through that failure. If if you ever had a failure, which I think everybody has had a failure, even if we don't admit it, we've all had failures. And I think it's an insight that you literally just obtain for trying. The fact that you failed means that you tried means that you did something, you know, like nobody's perfect. Nobody, I don't know anybody who's perfect.
0: I find it intriguing that people try to avoid failure and they see that this great success is is like, I hit it on my first try kind of thing. And if only people could be made aware of the fact that it probably took that person that you're looking up to that seemingly got it on their first try. So many failures earlier in their life, whether it was them as a child or later into their adulthood, if only you could see everything they had to deal with in order to get to where they are.
1: Nobody sees, nobody sees that.
0: Nobody. Everyone's looking for the highlight reel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You only get the highlight wheel if you fail. That's it.
0: Yeah. Because then I have something to show for it. It's like, man, here's everything that came as a result of everything I've done. But also here's all the failures that led to that. Had I not failed, I wouldn't have any of these highlight reels in the first, place. I wouldn't know what to do to produce the highlight reels. It may be Albert Einstein or Isaac Newton who says, I have not failed. I've simply found another way in which it won't work.
1: That's a great perspective. And perspective is the key aspect to failure, right? Cause you, you could think of it in a negative tone or a net of connotation, but failure is ex- exactly that another way of not doing it. And like, I don't know who says it, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting another
0: different different result result.
1: and i think you know being aware that okay it's a failure or it's an insight just being aware of those of the nuance of of yes this is right yes is this is this i did it wrong like is very important like just understanding that whatever you're doing currently doing whatever objective you have if there the issues are going to come the failures are going to come the insights are going to come it's going to ebb and flow but you have to be aware you have to you have to be able to step back and really take in whatever you did and understand a little bit more than just giving it a name and not valuing the failure as best as you can right mm-hmm. and moving forward from that
0: but at least being willing to take it out as a lesson right like the, you have to have some general sense of awareness in order to capitalize on it. Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You have to be aware in order to continue to grow from it. What I'm trying to say is if there is a mistake that you did naturally, I think that the body or the mind is just going to try to block you from getting hurt from like mm-hmm. accepting that that loss and feeling those emotions and so forth, right? Whatever it is that you, that one goes through when they fail we're going to naturally just try to prevent accepting that failure, the denial aspect. Yeah. But the idea that if you can accept it and learn from it is what's really important being aware to be able to capitalize on it.
0: I think this is a beautiful segue into my last question for you. At the beginning of this conversation, we talked about the importance of self-awareness and here it is coming up at our ending. Can you share with the audience, what kind of work did you do to become self aware? What did it take for you to understand yourself, to understand Isaac?
1: I think it's a continuous journey to really understand me. And like, I'm still learning a lot. And I would say something that really helps me is one, reading different books. I'm not a big reader, but I do enjoy reading certain things that I pick up. And specifically, and this might be a little odd, but I, I've been reading. No, this now trading. I
0: want it. I need to hear it now.
1: I've been reading this trading book. This book around, like, it's called The Disciplined Trader, and it really puts into perspective the emotions that one gets when you lose a trade. You know, as simple as that. Or even if you're in a trade, and it's not going your way, like there's there's different emotions. I don't know if you if you've traded before, but I've, I've been trading for several years now, and that was that was one thing that that helped me become self aware recently. Another example that really helped me become a little bit more self aware is meditating, and I haven't meditated in a while, I know we spoke about this when we last met in Florida, but I do recall being able to, you know, sit down, breathe, breathe in, breathe out, and then have a little bit more of like, a clear mind during that specific meditation moment to ultimately just not decide, but kind of like, prepare myself for the day, set some goals, I guess in in that meditation and that in itself, I think it really helps me become a little bit more self-aware of what I want to do at least for that specific day or whatever I was going to do at that time. So just, yeah, reading meditation and trying new things. So like the fact that I'm, I think the fact that I'm so curious and I try new things, I ultimately come to conclusions after doing it for a certain amount of time, like the hungry donut heads and creating 3d donuts. You come to the realization that, you either like it or you don't. I think if we want to go a little bit further, you shouldn't allow that to hurt you or like, to give, like, don't overthink that, the fact that, okay, you tried something and you don't want to do it again. You don't want to continue doing it. It's okay to do something and not-
0: and Not like continue... it. Yeah, like- If anything, it's an indicator. It's an indicator to you that maybe this isn't what I like and that's okay. It's about giving yourself permission This life is one long journey, and it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much time you think you have left. Don't put pressures on yourself to have things figured out because no one has it figured out. The point is, it's a single-player game. Your life is one single-player game, and you can run with it as much as you'd like, and you can experiment and try things out. And if you pick something up and you thought you would like it and you don't, Bro, that's just that's another objective that you get to check off the mark or off the list and run into the next place, whatever it is that you like the most. So Isaac, it's always a good time having you around. I do want to give you one last little tidbit here. I like to turn the mic over and give people a chance to plug in. If you have anything you want to share with the audience, anything as a plug, as a shill, as a message of love some advice, anything you want, the floor is yours. Go ahead and take it over.
1: Appreciate it. I'm just gonna share what I've been up to within the last, let's say, couple months. No, nah, more than this whole year. I'm trying to grow a community. And anybody who would like to just chat it up, talk it through, whether you're growing a business, whether you're you're trying to grow a personal brand, or you're trying to learn how to trade, you're trying to get into the NFT market, those three things I'm really curious in helping people grow through marketing channels which right now it's social media i'm really curious on seeing how i can help people trade or learn this new skill that could potentially help you during rough times or make you a little bit of extra money or just be your full-time career and i'm just trying to build a community of like-minded individuals similar to me who's curious whose intent is to try new things and potentially make it into a business or a brand, or you're just interested in connecting with new people and creating content. I have two Discord channels, one for the Hungry Donut Heads and one for the Trading Channel. Trading Channel is New York Forex and Hungry Donut Heads is Hungry Donut Heads. So those are my two shameless plugs. I would love for people to join if you're interested in either or, and if not, just follow me on social and hopefully you can get some value on those channels as well, which I'll be creating content on.
0: Username for the socials.
1: Most of them are going to be iZonmi, I-Z-O-N-M-I. And if it's not iZonmi, it might be a variation of iZonmi.eth or iZonmi underscore ETH.
0: Anyone who is interested, you can definitely find all of the information in the description, whether you're listening to this via YouTube and watching. We appreciate you if you're on the audio podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple podcasts. You can also catch it in the show notes as well. Isaac, man, I got to just give you one little round of flowers because for those of you who maybe didn't exactly catch what this man just said is he is willing to to put you on game. He cares about he's a good human being who cares about lifting those around him to the highest degree. I can speak to this personally because this man met with me on a whim and gave me an hour and a half of his time to let me just learn. And I to this day it is probably one of the most pivotal conversations that I've had in 2022, maybe even in the last 5 years as someone who's been trying to figure things out. And may I remind you That is what we are all trying to do. We are all humans floating around on a space rock comprised of stardust and the powers of the universe sit inside of us. And we're just trying to figure out this whole damn thing, man. And and I'll tell you what, it's a lot better together. It's a lot better if you check out Eyes On Me on all social media platforms, uh, unless otherwise denoted. Isaac, I can't thank you enough, man. You are a real one. I'm applauding you consistently. I think you're a superstar, and I can't wait to continue to see your insane growth, man. Seriously, it's been a treat to have you here.
1: Christian, it was, it's been a pleasure to be on here, and I, I like—I don't even know how to beat what you just said, but all I could say right now, it's for anybody listening and for everybody listening, it's all about intent, and if if you have the right intent, you're going to go in the right direction. Wrong intent, you already know where that goes.
0: That's right. All love around here. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been... Episode two of the Steady Compass powered by Quest. You can catch all of our episodes on Quest.xyz. That is Q-U-E-Z-T dot X-Y-Z on all your favorite platforms. Be sure to check us out. Drop us a follow on Twitter specifically to stay up to date on everything that we do, as well as content around gaming, music, and technology. Be sure to follow Eyes on Me. I'm telling you, this guy is the real fucking deal. A masterclass in terms of being a standout human being. And follow me as well, Zero Quez on all platforms. I have a big forehead and I'm also really handsome. So it's a good time, I promise. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Isaac, I love you, man. You're a real one.
1: Love you too, man. Appreciate it.
0: This has been The Steady Compass. Peace.